Geek Shock. Geek Shock. And all those belches. Rick and Morty Look, forever. Who's forever, this? Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffs, you're drinking someone else's tea. I don't know, maybe. Oh, you're the only shit. one that got tea to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's your tea. Weird now. <laughs> oh my. Maybe it's huh. the uh, Paul, jelly beans. What'd you put in there? I bet it was the jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, they are. Jelly uh, beans fixed your tea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey oh. <laughs> I dipped my dick in there. Did that change it up? <laughs> that should have sweetened it. <laughs> it should have sweetened it. You don't get a sweeter wiener. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> dick, Paul. <laughs> It's I'll like, have a sweet wiener tea, please. It's like a that, regular swizzle stick. Well, like that you're, you're the one stick. <laughs> swizzle stick. It's just you're like that. Candy. What do you call it? The uh, at the Cracker Barrel. You were the <laughs> one just the talking about candies. stinky dick liquors. There, I was Paul. talking about sticky dick liquors. I like that it'd be in your blues name though, Sweet Dick Paul. Sweet Dick Paul is good oh, for me. It's a good blues. I'm Sweet Dick Paul. Now, now, now. You know my dick is sweet. Now, now, now. You want to get down between my legs? Taste my sweet dick meat. I'm Sweet Dick Paul. Sweetest dick in the world. Ain't a sweeter dick in the planet. Any boy or girl. So this has absolutely nothing to do with like the old uh, comic term, like the hard dick. You know, it's like, are you ready to serve some hard? <laughs> or, no, straight, straight dick, straight dick, sorry. straight dick. <laughs> the old comic term, hard dick. <laughs> I must that with Jeff. <laughs> you know what, Jeff? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> really? What is it? It's an yeah. old '60s slang. It's like thing. hard truth. They, they have a conversation between dick? Iron oh, yeah. Man and Captain America, yeah, and it's like, I guess you're look, you're ready for some straight dick. You bet I am. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's right. Now that you said that, I, I, I yeah, can picture the that, panel. Oh, that flew around <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, I remember that. But hard dick, though. <laughs> now you're ready for some hard dick. Oh I'm yeah, like, I, I, I thought you were going with that. There's a there's a comedy routine about dick and cider. Yeah, uh, a big commercial for yeah. you. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, it's a hard dick and cider. It was a Bob and Tom thing. If I, I think it was right. a Bob and Tom thing. You're oh, right. Oh yeah. my God, Bob and Tom. We should Bob have them on the show. They're <laughs> probably dead, aren't they? Dead? They're no, not dead. <laughs> they are. Just they're fine. Very okay. much alive. <laughs> I'm thinking Andy? of Bob and Ray. Andy, that's how rumors Bob start. And Ray. <laughs> we we were both half right uh, t- uh, there. Okay, it's solid dick. Ooh, solid dick. Even better. Solid dick. Put in all your dick to music. That's the that's yeah. the third uh, Metal Gear Snake Brother, right? <laughs> Solid dick, yeah. Solid dick and liquid dick. We got it. Okay, yeah. mission. Here's here's a here's a frame from one of the early uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iron Man and Captain America. Iron Man says to Captain America, "Still brooding, huh? Maybe what you need is some solid dick from an Iron Man." <laughs> oh, even better! Wow. To which Captain America responds, "Maybe I do, Shellhead. Maybe I do." <laughs> Yeah. Welcome, folks. It is Geek Shock number yeah. 313. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Solid dick. Fantastic, <laughs> Andy. And we're here to talk weak and geek. That is solid. That is better than the whole Joker boner thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> we need to bring back solid dick, guys. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's it's official. It's back. Mm-hmm. That's that's our, now, now, our now, job. Master and to... Commander 2016. Solid dick. That's it. Absolutely. That's the campaign You will get slogan. the Solid dick, <laughs> and you have to carry that over onto uh, ice cream social, Paul, as well. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Paul is wearing a "Stop Talking Over Paul" shirt. Right. <laughs> it doesn't. That is beautiful. Oh, okay. 
I was going to oh, say, it doesn't that. say, uh, and is Cosby <laughs> the on Paul the back. Show, That Very is gorgeous. Nice. <laughs> Who sent you that? Who do you think sent that to him? I, use your use your use your words. Use your words. Elizabeth sent this to me. That's oh, really? Brilliant. You know, Elizabeth sent me this shirt, right? the Master Torgo 2016. Oh my God, you guys! You know what Elizabeth sent me? Solid dick. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, thank you, you so much. Be this so is lucky. so kind of you. Pretty great. Yeah. She sent me a, a whole slew of books as well, and my God, that's that's how you get to my heart, right? Right. There. You love the books. Oh my God, it's wonderful. A lot of, so lot of many, Jeff Strands. I'm so far behind on my reading right now. It's just ridiculous. No, that's just that's just the meaning of life. Ugh. Meaning of life is being behind on your reading. I guess. Uh, before we get into what reading we did this week, we got a few emails to go through, guys. Uh, very first one is just for Paul. Of course it is. It is my show. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, please excuse me as I direct this email to Paul. Mr. Mattingly, yes, I'm a fan of your work. Oh, Lord. However, oh boy, your 15-minute assessment of Gotham is woefully inaccurate. <laughs> yes! Inadequate, sorry. Uh, I recently re-listened to the first 15 minutes of ICS. Not a lot of gold there. <laughs> you literally talked about the weather. In other words, shut the fuck up, give the show a chance. Seriously, Lamont, the shadow scoop. All yes, right. Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know? Uh, That's Tor- fair. Yeah, Torgo and I were talking about this uh, a If I days were ago. a multi-million dollar produced television show, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> we, we, it, Apples and oranges. No, actually, it's not really. No, it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, burn. Torgo Plus, and I were, we're just talking... fucking Gotham. <laughs> Torgo and I were just talking about this uh, a couple days ago, how, like, our first episode of The Ugly Couch Show, as well as the first episode of Geek Shock, were... Uh, uh, let's just say uh, finding difficult, their legs. difficult, Fi- oh, finding their legs, <laughs> finding their torsos. Yeah. That was that was that's some rough television. That that first ugly couch show episode. I'll grant you. And uh, if you want to check now, I know Geek Shock. The uh, actual audio shows start at nineteen and go up from there. I did, however, uh, patch together. Uh, some best, well, not best ofs, but I think there's like flashback episodes, the I think of, I called yeah. them, where I've put like two or three of the original episodes together so you can see how it kind of formed on its own. And yeah, they, ooh. The primor- primordial ooze. Uh, Paul would not have given that show a second chance. <laughs> well, he would have shut it off after five minutes. He'd have been like, quite oh, possible. fuck this, fuck this. However, Jessica Jones got it going on in oh, the first yeah, minute does. and a half, so... What are you going to do? Yep. Uh, also a fine point. Right. I mean, I've, I'll give you your point that maybe yesterday, last week's episode was a little boring at the top. But we're not a million-dollar produced television show. We're not a visual medium. They, you should, I, I should, I'll say this to you. You should expect more from your television shows. Yep. However, I, I to counter to- that point, Paul, both you and, Ma- and, uh, and Matt, uh, 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 Matt are both professional comics. Yes. So, ha, what? So, you, <laughs> two professionals. Have you heard our show? Which he yeah. it's solid about? from the jump. Uh, that's what he's saying. That's here. what he's talking about. Your very yeah. first episode of Ice Cream Social. Oh, Ice Cream Social. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's talking about. Ooh. Oh, fuck, dude, forget about it. We didn't know <laughs> yeah, what the fuck we were doing. See, see, yeah. 
Yeah. But, so he's gave he puts out a point. But the there. second episode was great. But we're also not million dollar produced show. That's the other thing I'm saying. We did we, we came with no script, no plan. Apples and oranges. Actually, to get <laughs> no producer that. sitting there telling you, okay, let's do that again, but this time funny. To get past <laughs> the hyperbole, a lot of, a lot of times the pilot is still experimenting, finding its legs. I'll agree. It's probably probably worth going through the pilot and watching an episode or two. But as soon as I hear them speak the way they did. I'm like, well, that's all they, I need to they know. They stopped doing that after the first episode, pretty much. Well, pretty much. See, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, uh, then I will argue, because again, I'm talking as a, for the most part, a fan of Gotham. Right. Those first five episodes of Gotham, there's some rough sauce in there and some rough characters mm-hmm. that I'm glad that they just playing got I'm rid of. I'm five episodes deep into Jessica Jones. No one oh, has sat yeah. down and oh, gone, God. hi, you're Power Man. You have power. You're strong. It's all show, don't tell. They just Marvel just knows how to make television. I, I can't argue the point with that. That it is, it is brilliant. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, compare the two. It, it makes for a, a rough argument for Gotham. There's no doubt right. about right, it. Right, right. But I also believe, for right or for wrong, that it's a network show. Therefore, they have to introduce Jessica Jones. Nobody knows who that is, right. so they can they can build that as necessary. Gotham. Some people do. Some people don't. You're you're five episodes in, Paul of Jones. Yeah. Okay. Because you know you, you've seen then that they're never going to get that kind of hard pounding fucking going on a network. <laughs> well, I get. I guess that's. But I mean, that's not even. Oh, so they ripped a page out of the comic then, huh? A lot of that's what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. We know a comic book company turned to its legacy and years of well-produced material to I mine was, for I a was, fucking show instead of going, you know what? Let's reinvent the fucking wheel. Let's start everything over, pretend, in this new universe where Batman isn't even a thing. Fuck you, Gotham. Fuck you, stay down. <laughs> I will not back down on this bullshit. Fuck Gotham. Fuck there that fucking show. There you go, show. Shadow Scoop. <laughs> no, I, you can Gauntlet have your opinions. Has been dropped. You're welcome to your opinions. You're welcome to like what shows you like. Fuck Gotham for me. <laughs> All fine and dandy to get cast in the role of King Tut. <laughs> and, and I would flip out. And here's the thing. You know, they since, wouldn't be cool enough to do that. Since we brought it up, um, not, of course, not everybody here has seen all of Jessica Jones. I haven't seen and any of it And I know a lot yet. of you out there have not oh, seen no, Jessica I wish Jones. I could see more of it. <laughs> <laughs> you do see plenty. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what I will say is that Alias is one of my favorite comics of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is based on. It strays pretty damn far from the comic. Sure. Oh, really? But the tone is so spot on, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. They translate it impeccably. So if you read Alias, you will have almost a similar story, but a very different story. Uh, the Purple Man, Kilgrave, one of the best villains, in my opinion, in the Marvel canon because of what Alias did with it. Right, he was a nothing character before right. that. Oh, yeah. And one of the most frightening characters portrayed Absolutely. perfectly in Jessica Jones. Right. But the thing that was so horrific to me in the Alias comic isn't really even touched on in the show. And still, they did it perfectly. Hmm. There's aspects of that comic that the first time I read it, 
horrified. I will talk to you about that off the air. Right. See, Certainly. that's what I just don't understand is why you've got a company like DC who presumably knows how to make a comic book or two. Why don't they have people that they trust that understand what Marvel is doing and just ape that? Why do they feel the need to do these bonkers? I mean, the first episode of Jessica Jones was better than three seasons of Arrow. Yes, absolutely. Period. More drama, more impact, more character development than three seasons of that shit show Arrow. Because everything and everything DC does has to be giant, epic, huge. There's no room for small stuff. It's not giant, epic, huge. It's drawn out, bloated, and stupid. But it's all over the top. Yeah, There's nothing with subtlety. But I think the biggest problem is that... There seems to be in network television, and uh, I will add the CW to that aspect. Sure. That there is a way you tell a story and how you fill it out for (laughs) 24 episodes. Right. And and really, that's the key. That's the problem. What Marvel is doing with the Netflix stuff is they're making very specific, concise, uh, not smaller stories, but but. They're more like extended miniseries. Well, that, that's, the, that's the problem with the Netflix binge-watching model that they're using. They're doing 10 to 13-hour movies, essentially, whereas you know DCU television universe is serial television. And even when they have extended arcs, like they'll do for through lines and story, it's still serial television. And I think that really... That that really that makes you think different in your creation because you get into that mindset of we've got to establish this shit in forty eight minutes rather than we've got thirteen hours to do this. Well, and that's that's the thing. I, I was preaching this again in my class last night. Improv, it's all about getting concise. It's all about being very succinct with your words, your actions, everything. Everything you do should have a meaning, a motive passion behind it emotion and they don't do that in arrow there's a lot of just dumb shit thrown in for no good reason i don't know they can they they just need to be more concise you can you could do a 24 episode thing real concise you just you'd be a lot further along i don't know and network shows are beholden to more masters oh you can definitely tell it's too many if you remove the the pot even if you remove the uh, advertiser aspect but how many, what do they got? They still got those fucking half sacks from Smallville running most of those shows. And uh, meanwhile, Marvel is getting people like Brian Michael Bendis to come in and do script consultant. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's how you fucking do it. You don't keep Jeff Loeb on the payroll. Well, that was part of what, when you bath, originally sucker. asked Paul, you know, why don't they, you know, why don't they have any people in DC? It's like, because no one's giving Grant Morrison anything. Yeah, that no one's, would. You know, why aren't they letting? They let. Why aren't him, they, they letting, let him loose in the DCU? Why aren't they? Let, why aren't they doing this? What are they? They just don't. They don't care. They don't. I don't know. It, maybe he's not interested. Maybe they just it's making them enough money that they don't care. They don't yeah, want to rock yeah, the ship. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Is you know, it's they. They may be suffering in our opinions, but are they truly suffering for what they're doing? No, I guess not. Marvel Comics... Mediocrity will always exist, so what are you going to do? Marvel Comics have always been more interesting when there's no punching going on, whereas DC, it's all about what's going on when the punching's going on. That's interesting. I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with that, but... The other breakdown... It's it's a general. The other breakdown I've heard 
Uh, it came from one of my favorite RPG bloggers, Zach Smith. He actually took two Kirby properties from Marvel and DC, Devil Dinosaur and Commandy Last Boy on Earth. And he basically illustrated Marvel is about the character, DC is about the setting and the world around the character, mm. if you look at it that way. Yeah. And uh, I think that there there are times when you can really see that. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not exclusive because no, you, you yeah. get the right writer on Batman. Oh. It's all about character. Oh, yeah, and it goes back and forth. But the thing, but to that point, too, is you look at the animated series and they knock it out of the park nine times out of ten. There is that, it's too. Like, why don't so why do these, these yeah. people never watch the animated series? Why isn't Bruce Tim running anything? <laughs> Maybe he's, he's not interested. You don't know. Well, I, he probably wouldn't have the control over the layout. I'm, I'm guessing it has to do with financial risk. There's a lot less financial risk risk involved in a straight-to-DVD cartoon than there is for a summer picture. I suppose. It's a shame. And again, I saw, again, in Walmart, they've got those posters for sale of that new Batman Superman stuff. Oh, the ones you love. Oh, it looks so depressing and gross. Their eyes blotted out. It doesn't even look like anything. Oh, depressing. <laughs> depressing. Good job, DC. Murder your heroes. Gritty man. Stupid. Gritty man. They could be gritty if they started out interesting, but they didn't start out interesting. They started out morose. And they went like, morose? Let's shift that to dark. Let's shift that to burnt. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing you'll like about the uh, Jessica Jones is that uh, the origin is not... It's not uh, tell the origin and go into it. I mean, the origin is briefly, briefly brushed over. Right. Not even really told. Which is all you need. They do eventually tell um, uh, Purple Man's uh, origin, but that's germane to the plot. Right. It's it's germane to the story. Yep. And her, if, if they her, didn't, if they hadn't tied that into the plot, they wouldn't have told it. I don't yep. think. And her it's origin she, is just Tito to the plot. Does she keep saying that? She, Fucker, yes. you beat me. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, no, she keeps saying that throughout the show. Is that it doesn't matter how his powers. We have to stop him. Doesn't, right. Doesn't matter great. what his powers. We have to stop him. Mm-hmm. They've already established this is a world with superpowers, so. It, it's not a surprise anymore. Right. Yeah, that's one of the... I, I saw that moment in the first episode when that one guy was like, you're one of them. And yep. it's like, okay, well, you just laid it out right there, bang, zoom. Now, having not read any of Alias, and just from what I know of the Marvel Universe, and this all takes place in Hell's Kitchen as well, correct? Correct. Yep. So this... It, are they looking at crossing over with the characters uh, of... <laughs> looking at I'll just let you watch the show okay yeah. well I just haven't had Daredevil's an opportunity Daredevil's not looking yet. at anything he blind <laughs> oh. and, you don't, you, and you know about the Defenders right no okay for those out there who don't know uh, Netflix has their own superpower group in the making already okay the idea is they're doing they did Daredevil Jessica Jones Iron Fist is coming up Luke Cage is having his own show as well okay after that is done, they are bringing them together as a group, the Defenders, okay. named after the '70s group that had a whole different set of. Yeah, cast. I was gonna say, is it, is this a version of the Defenders that exists in the comics? I don't uh, remember no. that. No, okay. it isn't. It's kind of in name only. Yeah, but it's gearing up for their own Netflix Avengers. Okay, and if and what's great is Paul's prediction, Paul's hope. So far, you've had two of the darkest, grittiest superhero television shows made yeah this is even darker than daredevil Daredevil, right which is crazy but there it is and it's so good but uh the defenders is lighthearted and goofy Uh, traditionally 
the stuff in the 70s had some weird satiric elements to it eventually, yes. Right. Okay. And the, the reboot just a couple years ago is cheeseball yeah, silly, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So they play on the silly. So hopefully there'll be a little bit of that. So these characters who are already very stoic and set can have a little bit of levity through this. No, uh, I say, do you think the they will. You can, you can certainly Which see is, that. Well, it's the same thing out. that they do with, with the Avengers. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I think you'll definitely have that in there. Um, and of course, you know, we have Punisher coming up in the next season of Daredevil for sure. There's a lot of speculation that Punisher is going to get his own spinoff. Mm-hmm. So, do we know who Punisher is this time? Yes. Yeah, Shane. Oh, yeah. The guy He's from Walking Dead. It's, it's a great casting. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It is. I didn't even think of it, but once I saw it, it was just like, holy crap. It's yeah. entirely possible to be the first time I actually give a damn about uh, Punisher because I do not like that yeah. character at all. Not, not even the Ennis run? It's okay. Didn't do anything for you? He's still a villain. It's far, well, but he's always he's a villain. villain. He's always yeah. a You're villain. You're talking to Mr. Murdery here. He oh, right. Is, he's, he's, not gonna, he's so murdery. He's not meant to be a likable character. I mean, right. He's not designed that way. He, he, is, he is a Reaganite's wet dream. You know, basically. it's funny. <laughs> I was listening to, uh, to Smith, Kevin Smith's uh, Fat Man on Batman, and uh, Mark... Uh, who who is on the podcast with him made a good statement. He was he was actually skeptical about the sustainability of Punisher in a series because he's like you know they the, the series they like a little arc for the character they like the character to start somewhere and go somewhere else right. and he's like Punisher doesn't no he's like Punisher is like a force of nature it's true who just blows in he's never levels grown. all the houses and then is gone. <laughs> And it was uh, when I heard, when he it's, said that I was like, eh. but you know what? None of these series are actually open ended. The arc of Punisher has always been: Frank's gonna get you. You hurt Frank real bad. Frank ain't dead. Now you're fucked. Yeah, and which, repeat. Which <laughs> once again goes to my argument: that he's a villain. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he he's he's he is more the spirit of vengeance than the Ghost Rider. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to say that. I know was he it, ever the spirit of vengeance? Not that I know mm-hmm. of. No. Mm-hmm. Would have been well, why aren't they doing that? Because <laughs> he'd be like the spirit of nth vengeance. Yeah, the, every that time. Would no, be an no conflict. Thing. Infinity vengeance. Infinity vengeance. You better hush, man. That's gold. <laughs> <laughs> Infinity vengeance? Dude. And a band name. Punisher gets the powers of this ghost rider? Jesus. <laughs> I, I, lo- I would buy that in a heartbeat. Blasting away with his Flaming Hellfire M60. Right. Instead of, instead of pussyfooting around and spending time riding a bike, be like a van with fire on the sides of it. Like the, the sides of like the a, van. Like a custom like every, van. Yeah, like a custom painting, but it's living flame. <laughs> oh, fucking sick. Punisher comes off. Oh, is the skull? Oh, so the, the, the skull on his chest is all fire. It's on fire. Yeah. Oh, he goes into a warehouse, wipes out bad guys. He comes out. There's a fire department trying to put out his van, and they can't. <laughs> yeah. He just gets in, drives away. They're like, "Wait, your van's on like, fire!" Shit. Thanks, boys. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for washing the van. What would be uh, so right? So then. So then his challenge would have to be something greater than Kingpin. It could almost be a what-if thing. He would probably end up killing a lot of enemies it's straight up. Punisher. He'd kill everyone. He'd kill every oh, he jaywalker. Hasn't killed, but he yeah. hasn't killed uh, Kingpin yet. He's had a long time for that. There's plenty of people he doesn't kill. 
He yeah. fucked up Manucci, but he mm. took him a long time to kill her. With yeah. the with the power of the spirit of vengeance, he'd kill everyone. That's what I'm saying. That's when everyone. he goes up against so, Thanos. Well, yeah. who would it, it wouldn't be Thanos, but who would it be? It would have to be another uh, Marvel entity, right? It had to be like something from the Cosmic U. Oh, the things from well, the Mephisto Hellspawn area. Mephisto. Yeah. That's it. Dormanu. Mephisto. Mephisto somehow has... His, the souls of his family. wife and daughter. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, it's done. That's it. That's, that's the, it. That's the story. Yeah, he kills. He kills a couple people, and then he's like, and then he realizes he can go to hell or wherever. Oh wow! Yeah, you are so into this idea. You've said Mephisto three times without going off on it. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> the Spider-Man thing? Fisto. Because the Fisto. Oh, fist. Gotcha. Jesus. My Fisto. My Fisto. My Fisto. Your butt. Yep. This uh, is good. I like to see the gears grinding. It's good. This would be really cool. <laughs> grinding to a TM hall. audience. Well, I mean, I've seen Mephisto misused horribly with Spider-Man, for God's sakes. That brand new Well, he just needed I... one more day. See, that's the reason I thought Andy brought up Mephisto there was because of your disdain for that's the That's how deep in, we're all into in this whole story is that I we all missed it. I brought up Mephisto? No, no. I, okay. no but you're the one that, that recognized wow. this lost comic oh, okay. material. All right, yeah. gotcha. Dead air. Wow. <laughs> we were all shocked. Andy brought up something? Well, that's one email. How has Punisher never... <laughs> how has Punisher never had the power of the Ghost Rider? It's, it would be a great just... Even on like just a, a separate yeah. speculative series. Yeah. Oh, it'd have to be speculative. Yeah. You wouldn't want that to be in the canon. No, they've already done Punisher Mar- uh, Kills the Marvel Universe. Well, you know away. what we need to do? We need our own adult-level, adult-rated Marvel comic instead of what if, what the fuck. <laughs> and then bring, bring, back, back, yeah, bring back the yeah, Max. Geek Shocks, what the fuck for Marvel. <laughs> and, WTFM. Yep. And what there the you fuck go. Marvel. And, and we'll lead off <laughs> with uh, you know, Punisher. What the fuck would Marvel do? <laughs> WTFWM. Oh yeah. <laughs> Weapons of mass destruction. Right. <laughs> George Bush would look for us forever. <laughs> uh email gentlemen. Every wait, blue Wait, is this for us? Yeah. Oh, all yeah, right. They they've been calling us gentlemen. It's kind of There's a few he- there's a few hello guys. Okay. But this was gentlemen. Jeff hello, is gentle. Hello. He is gentle. Jeff is gentle. <laughs> He's a gentle lover. He just wants you to keep quiet until he's done. So I'm told. (laughs) You just be quiet until I'm finished. (laughs) Classic. Smile, goddammit. (laughs) I will smile. Uh, I I believe it was just just let me finish, Paul. That was was the official line. Just let me finish. All right, folks, that's the part right there you need to cut out for your ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) It's in enough episodes. I'm sure they could make a ringtone of enough clips. (laughs) Gentlemen, every blue moon or so, I enjoy busting out some old school games and giving them a good bashing again. I recently played through Stonekeep, one of my all-time favorite game. My all-time favorite game, Stonekeep. It's been a minute since I heard that. I logged some Mech Warrior time last week. This weekend, wow. I found myself playing through the original StarCraft campaign. Jesus. And that got me to thinking. I don't want to incite a revolt by further adding to the ongoing nerd rage of the Warcraft movie debate slash war, so I'll steer clear of that. But I will say that I personally would have preferred to see Blizzard opt for 
a movie based on the StarCraft universe as opposed to WarCraft. So while I was wa- waiting on my drones to collect uh, Vespin gas, my, or is it Vespin gas? Vespin gas, Thank I you. I, 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 you remember hearing that a thousand times. Did I? I, I kind of stayed away from it. My mind wandered into hypothetical what-if territory a bit. Ah. What the fuck yeah, would, back to the what, what, what the fuck, the fuck, would, fuck? What the fuck would Blizzard do? What the fuck would this Blizzard room's going to be ga- gathering Bespine gas here in a while. Oh, look out. This. Boy, that was a gassy thing today. Yeah? <laughs> I got it out. Pleasantly so? Mostly. I, I felt the, bad for anybody visiting the, me in the back room while I was working on the show. I thought the bench was vibrating. <laughs> nope. Okay. It's like the, while you're driving in your own tiny-ass little car and just filling it, it up. It ain't tiny more. no more. It's <laughs> one less option you have to buy when you can <laughs> supply it yourself. Mm-hmm. So what if territory a bit and I started mentally piecing it together? So I'm curious how close or far from the mark I am. I would like to know how each of you would feel about this. If you were a corporate suit at one of the majors and you got pitched this. Oh, wait, is this a red light, green would light? Would throw the green flag or the red flag. We got sent a red light, green light. Nice. A StarCraft Universe movie with the atmosphere and aesthetic of Ridley Scott's Alien with Katie Sackhoff as Kerrigan, Ron Perlman as Raynor, Bruce Willis as Arcturus Mensk, and Michael Dorn as Tassadar. Thanks. Sodpen, a.k.a. The Thomas. StarCraft movie, all-star cast. Ridley Scott-style, alien-style. Not Prometheus-style, apparently. I've not played the StarCraft game, but I will greenlight it on that cast. Uh, Spoken like a true studio exec. Yes. <laughs> I'd want to know hey, who's writing it. That because... cast would get a green light. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Has Sackoff Star declined? She keeps trying. She keeps trying. She she lobbied for power for uh, Captain, Captain Marvel? Marvel for a little while. Oh, really? I wish she had gotten it. Is well, we Ron don't know Rousey who has really it. getting it. No, she was campaigning too. But okay. yeah, there's a lot of campaigning, but no casting yet. Uh, I have never played a StarCraft game. What? I know. Don't I, load I, that up right now. I, I own StarCraft <laughs> 2. I've never loaded it up. Uh, real-time strategies never spoke much to me. And uh, Turn-based. No. StarCraft is... I know. You prefer turn-based? Yes, I like turn-based. See, I'm like... You'd like the new XCOM, right? Oh, I love the new XCOM. Right, new XCOM is incredible. XCOM, Civilization, I love those games. Okay. Um, I'm with you, but StarCraft is good. I mean, it's Command & Conquer. Right. Sci-fi, Command & Conquer. Uh, but again, I like the aesthetic of the, those games, though. So yeah, with the if you put that dark alien universe on that, just based on what I've seen, yeah, of course I'm green lighting this. This is a, I would go see it in a heartbeat. I, I'm more excited by this pitch than I am the Warcraft uh, trailer that. Boy, I saw. that trailer looked wackadoodle. It didn't do much for me. Maybe, but maybe that's a good thing, right? Maybe. Maybe he's not showing everything in the trailer. This is. Duncan, Duncan Jones, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the trailer didn't do much for me, but I'll still probably go see it because it's Warcraft. Has Duncan Jones done anything that wasn't? Has he done like a straight movie like this that it wasn't? Moon. I know he's done Moon. What else has he done? Your mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I love it. it. Kirsten's laughing. Paul uh, Jeff's yawning. That was the best. Response to that joke. <laughs> but Moon is not a is not a is not a straightforward Hollywood blockbuster movie. 
Granted. Has he done anything like this before? To well, my knowledge, is the biggest movie he's done. Yeah, as I, far as budget wise, uh, wide think, screen, screen attention. I think, unfortunately, the Warcraft movie shouldn't be a straight up big budget Hollywood blockbuster movie either. It will be though. Well, they're going to try, but I don't think it'll happen because it's the the problem with Warcraft, even more than most other uh, fantasy properties, the way I see it, is that is a world that you truly create your own story right you do but there is a lore to it that is very specific but everybody has a somewhat different experience with that game Uh, yeah in my opinion they kind of all have the same experience oh well maybe i'm wrong i don't play so i don't know you get everybody gets the same quest givers when it comes down to it oh well barf i don't know man i'm not a fan just never it never caught me uh i don't Hate it. I mean, you make means. it your own. I, I played it because I liked being a trader and like getting stuff and selling it to people. Yeah, you okay. like oh. being a trader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've missed you on game nights. On these, on, speaking on of these, on these games, are the <laughs> these betrayal games? Oh, we, we, I, we keep looking for you. Where I are miss you? It. I miss it. It's not the same when Major Meth's wife Stephanie is the trader, and she usually <laughs> is. She's the sweetest trader that yeah, ever was. Yeah, she totally fools you. Oh, she's a totally trader that brings you. rum cake. Yeah, she feels bad and makes you things. Yeah, I don't. I and then kills you. Yeah, no, you just kill. Yeah, fucker, fervor. So there, I, a full green light across the board. Sure. Pen. Yeah, do it. Go Katie ahead. Go pit, now go pitch it. Find find the right people. Pitch it. Oh, Katie Sackoff. <laughs> All right. Next email. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hi. Oh, there we Hi. go. First off. Uh, thanks for the shout-out last week. Sadly, haven't been to Disney for quite some time. If my wallet was getting raped, it might as well be in Vegas because at least I can say I got a free drink out of the deal. So, no, I didn't get to ride the alien-slash-stitch ride thingamajing that they were doing. Last time I went to Disney, Captain EO was the newest thing. Uh, this is by Jake Godbold. We were talking about the uh, uh, the alien extraterrestrial terror adventure. Right. Extraterrestrial. That's the one. Uh, yeah, Sod Pen, it, it wasn't you. It was actually Norm. Uh, that uh, rode that ride. He's the guy that sent us the stuff from Disney Sea. He sent me an email about that stuff. And, uh, uh-huh. That's where I got Dis- the extraterrestrial stuff. Disney Sea? S-E-A. S-E-A. Yeah, that's oh, Tokyo. No. Doesn't stand for anything. Okay. Well, you, you, it stands for the you've ocean. You've made the joke before. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oldie, but not good. All right. That's right. It was awful the first time. Uh, speaking of Captain EO. <laughs> I'm hoping for the third time for it to be being, It's being retired. Yeah, De- uh, December 6th is the last time you can see it in the parks. Captain EO is still in the parks? Yeah. They, they brought it back to Disneyland for a little while. It's already gone there. Disney World still has it, but only till December 6th. Wow. So, and like, last, like about two years ago, I got to go to Disneyland and watch it again on in the Disney screen. Yeah, me Where too. Where is Jackson in uh, Jackson progression in this EO? This is post bad. Yes, that's about the time. Okay. So before remember the time. Post Got bad, pre bleach. Yeah, yeah. When he's still this very Michael Jacksony. Mm-hmm. Woo! I remember. I've seen Captain EO. I remember it. Yeah. Now, when it. you went, was it in that big theater where the chairs just started moving around, like like they were moving back and forth? Uh, it's, I don't. That didn't stick with me for some reason. I mean, it was the, the, the new 3D experience back before it became what it is now. No, Why I meant like two years it? ago when you saw it, because I saw it also two years ago. Okay. I think it may it be... It probably did. I think it may be post-bad, pre-hair on fire. 
No, no, no. no. Because bad was post no. hair on fire. Bad was yeah. post hair on fire. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank wow. you, fact check. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't say definitively. I think. What? Uh, it's definitely post the Jackson's World Tour, which was where his hair got on. Well, fire. please let's hash this out and settle it, because our viewers are dying <laughs> for the truth. Why Thank was you. it? Why was it called EO? What was the EO for? Extended Eww. orgasm. Extended. Or- <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you just got a glimpse into Andy's bedroom antics. <laughs> there it is. That's that's a fact check climax. A little slimy trail comes drizzling out. She's like, "Did you? Oh, never uh, mind. I guess you did." Sorry. Most guys finish with a I love you. Andy, it's I'm sorry. Did, An- did Andy just come in the other room or someone playing reruns of Sesame Street loud? What's happening? What just happened over there? <laughs> Oh, bird. <laughs> Damn, Andy's having a multiple. Uh, fact check EO. That's a <laughs> fact check orgasm. No, what what did it mean something? It probably did. I don't remember if it is. Nope. To I the th- internet. I think that was just his name. You know, what? you know, as as people do. His Christian name is EO. <laughs> Well, it, it was originally AO, but he got tired of people correcting him. So What's up, AO? <laughs> so while you're looking, I'm going to keep this email going. All right. Got a question. Oh, there. Okay, there's more. <laughs> that needs a completely impartial response to settle an argument that has gone on for years. So back when I was a proud Star Wars geek. Ooh. <laughs> Something happened along the way. What? Prequelitis. Yeah, prequelitis, yeah. I was challenged to a game of Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, a game which I love, by the way. A The loser had to watch a movie of the winner's choice. Now, after a vicious battle, one question changed the course of the match. What was the color of the hyperdrive controller of the Millennium Falcon? The answer the player gave was gray. The judge declared it wrong for the correct answer on the card was silver. The player's response, it had a metal finish, and gray is the color of metal. The judge then responded with, it says silver on the card, you're wrong. After that, the opponent was able to run the table, match was won, the loser was forced to watch Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. Now, years have passed. The opponents are still friends. But anytime one tries to one-up the other, the phrase it was silver comes up and this bullshit argument comes up again guys <laughs> put an end to this moors versus moops situation in describing the colors of metals would you accept gray as a color for silver keep on keeping on jake sorry jake yeah, I was going to say, I silver wouldn't. is a completely different color well, than gray. There's also different kinds of gray. There's gunmetal gray, mm-hmm. and that certainly ain't silver. There's different kinds of silver. Now, having Bam. said that, Torger, you paint models frequently. What colors do you use for, quote-unquote, metal Your hyperdrives. 
I have a separate metallic set of paints for silver, and I have about five different grays, and they do not cross. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm afraid that silver is its own color. It has its own qualities. It can have a grayish tinge to it, depending what it's reflecting. But you're right. There's just so much gray, but there's only one silver. I would say that silver is not so much a color as it's an... A, a surface, a property. Yeah, it's it's reflected. It's the you you have to have. I would go with. I I'd say silver can be a color, but silver gray it's, is its own gray. Yeah. It's its own type of gray. Well, I would love to see this thing on TV. I'd love to see an actual image. Number one, but number two, I would think that just from my understanding of the Lucas universe and from my understanding of the Millennium Falcon. That's going to be a used part. So it's certainly not going to be shiny silver if it is silver at all. So it's probably a good chunk of it that could be deemed gray, even if at one time it was silver, because it's going to be dinged and dinged. So it might be halfway I love between. that you're applying universe ideas to the, to the first film, where it's like, yeah, that looks good. Let's put it on the ship. Well, that was the... The, the design behind the it design was, like was all a, used, the used yeah. future. Right? Yeah, it's like everything is old and worn and has been in a state of constant use. Sure, but he also has fuzzy dice on the side, so that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah as, as, they were old fuzzy dice. I can see where you get the idea of of silver. Uh, because a lot of other things we discuss as property, I'm looking at a silver skull that I have on the shelf and behind the Ugly Couch Show set and the bottom of Norm's uh, Disney C tin that's up there. That's also silver, but that color, yeah, I'm, I, I can see how you, would, was... how you could give it gray, but they are really two different things. Where's the image, too? Because I just Googled Millennium Falcon hyperdrive, and all I'm getting are pictures of hyperspace. My hyperdrive controller. So it's the hyperdrive controller? Yes. It's not the hyperdrive? A doy. Uh, no, real quick, guys. Yeah. Captain EO. It's a 1986 American 3D science fiction film starring, that's, that's of course, what Michael Jackson. That's what I hear. Directed by Francis Coppola. Correct. Yep. Who came up with the name Captain EO from the Greek Eos, the Greek goddess of dawn. Ah, so what does EO stand for? <laughs> the Daughters of Dawn. No, that's EOS. Yeah. That's two different things. Oh, boy. So now Googling... That's silver and gray, my friend. Uh, Millennium Falcon hyperdrive controller. I get the controllers for the Millennium Falcon drone that how, is on how, sale. How about uh, Millennium Falcon... Dashboard. Dashboard, yeah. Control panel. Okay, so now it's not about the hyperdrive. It's just about just the Just to ships. get you a picture of the goddamn thing. I don't need a picture of that. That's oh. gray. <laughs> so it was gray but the card says silver but most of the interior i mean if you think about even the toy most of the interior is gray well the toy can't afford it man i would even know what side he's on we, i would have given but i would have given points to both honestly i'd uh, split the difference because in the star wars universe silver can go to gray real fucking fast <laughs> Dirty, it, yeah, the dirtier it, the silver the grayer it becomes also also i have my captain phasma figures yes. and i have two different versions of that figure one is clearly silver one is clearly gray okay 
Well, I mean, it, it's it, the it, same it, figure in the same armor. Which one's worth more? Uh, <laughs> probably the little silver one. Well, with, one. with metal, it all depends on the finish. Anyway, I mean, it's if it's if, if you it's, have a highly if it's polished, raw, unpolished, it's going to be kind of grayish, right? I mean, but just look at your mirror. What's behind reflecting yeah. you is basically silver. Yeah, yeah, it's polished. Yeah, polished silver or polished. And then in that respect, you get close enough to it, and silver looks like flesh tone. Oh snap! There. What? 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 Well, what? Specifically, wiener flesh tone <laughs> in the butt. So really, the card should have said wiener flesh tone. That's there the color. Go. Do you ever wear pants drive. when you're not here? No way. Okay. Restrictive. So that next time you get into that what umpsmanship argument and it says it was silver, you got to answer with wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say I don't know who said what in this, but whoever had silver and declined gray, you're a dick. Gray should have been accepted. The card's just wrong. Write them a fucking letter. Yeah, that, that changes it. They love those. Very They're, angry letter. Yeah. Rage. <laughs> Truly Pursuit loves when I you, just got this recall letter about this card I have to replace. And the other question would be... Would you which, send me a replacement sticker, please? Which film was the card referencing? Because Ooh. they did use a different color palette for the Millennium Falcon in Empire Strikes Back and Jedi than they did in Star Wars. Well, according so, to this, the, the question is in quotes, what was the color of the hyperdrive controller of the Millennium Falcon? That's it. Okay, so it do, it's not saying which. But now, I don't, I don't have a... The controller are the, the levers? I'm, yes. That's silver. It's silver gray. So it's not the... It's silver. It's not the thing that... Talk that R two plugs into the, and turns on. Yeah, right. See, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, the that's what the I back of the ship. Yeah. that R two fucks with. But see. you're saying it's the it's the levers on the front of the panel. Yes. Yes. Well, those are silver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we got it. I think we have a consensus. Yeah. Silver was the right answer. Yeah. Uh, Gray loses. Yeah, those are silver. There you go. Definitive answer. Especially yeah. because dirty as much that stuff might be, those are used and rubbed all the time. <laughs> you know. Oh, come on, I Andy. Hate, that was a golden opportunity to, for a spit take. I hate to give it to him, but that's absolutely correct. Like on, on an aircraft. Wow. I like hate my when dad's you give a it pilot. <laughs> my dad's a pilot. That is because it's constant. The, the control for the yeah. uh, oh, yeah. yoke is what, constantly. Yeah. No, Just look at the boobs on any <laughs> yeah. bronze statue. <laughs> what, right. It's, what it's constantly being rubbed by, you, oh, you know, yeah. being moved for back and forth. <laughs> Say it slower, Jeff. Do it decimo. What color is your father's Put me in the cockpit. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, oh, but see, there you go. That, settled. We needed an air, airline specialist to settle it. There if it they'd is. had Jeff in the crew, he'd been like, it's silver, you dumb dicks, because yep. it gets it's rubbed silver. back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's shiny like the boobs on a mermaid at the, at the uh, Mirage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, P.S. Are you guys planning on to attend... Wizard World Vegas in March. Panel, booth, live podcast. Inquiring minds want to know. Uh-oh. If so, see you there, Jake. Is this, an old, is this a recent or an old, that's an old message? Or no, this is just so this, this week. Andy, you got to get on this. Use your contacts. Yeah, yeah. yeah March is yeah, a few you're... months in the future, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could were be, supposed to find out old, about well, us I was doing a panel social, social where you guys uh, answer your letters like six months later. But we also get a lot more letters. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> it's true. I'm not showing off. I'm telling you, we get a lot yeah. more letters. We'd love, we try and read a bunch of them. I don't see any of them as a right. filter, so I don't filter through those. But they can't get through them because you won't shut up. 
<laughs> it's not as bad on that show, but it gets there. I have my days. Well, Fact Check was on a panel last year, or actually technically earlier this year. The writers. I was. But, uh, I, was uh, I was on the villains panel, yeah. Yeah. He was also supposed to find out about us doing a panel this coming year. So there you go. We should probably take okay. that on well, ourselves. We should uh, all settle. We should probably uh, we should probably get on that. Uh, last email. Hey guys, any chance you know of a place to acquire some of old Quark's glassware? I bought a Warp Core Breach Large Bowl version container once upon a time. I think I bought it direct from the Intergalactic Bartender website, which is no longer up. I was hoping to buy another one and or a smaller version two. I've decided that the experience isn't coming back. It's time for me to build <laughs> my own home version. Well, I'm Cliff. glad he finally uh, came to the realization. Way to keep the home fires burning, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. Um, well, Intergalactic Bartender was the last place that you could typically order one of those. Uh, you bought one in yeah. the like, last couple of years. Uh, I, that was about four years ago. But you got on Maybe eBay, five. didn't you? No, no, no. I bought that one from Intergalactic Bartender because she, uh, uh, Lisa was uh, one of the uh, co-owners of Intergalactic Bartender, and she had worked with us at Star Trek The Experience as a party planner, as well as she had her own uh, party planning company outside of that. And she got the guy that designed our glassware to produce that same stuff for us after the experience closed. Or should say that, yeah, after experience closed, she, she got him to design it for her based off of those original designs for the experience. Okay. But you so, can't get that anymore. No. Intergalactic Bartender so is, is, now an is no more. I believe she sold off all of her assets on that. I so, was, what, eBay? Um, eBay would probably be the only place I could think of. Local pet um, shop, aquarium store. <laughs> uh, at <laughs> one point, Walmart sold the bowls that we used for the... You know that that went on the stands. Um, oh, the stands! Unfortunately, right. the stand is the part most people look for. And Could that you use was like a, a large beaker job. stand or something like that? Uh, that's an excellent question. I'd have to I'd have to see what the largest one of those would be. But yeah, um, finding you know that stand is probably the the more difficult piece to find because uh, I've if, seen not several people. Not if it's really easy to find if you're wandering the uh, Commonwealth. In Fallout 4, oh, okay. there's beaker stands everywhere. You need it for the copper. Ah, sure. So. There you go. If there's so, a metal yeah. maker out there, some jeweler or some sculptor out there, there's a market apparently. Go on it. Uh, y- you know, uh, if I remember correctly, the name of the company that produced it was called Creative Wear Designs. Um, I don't know if they have a website anymore. They used to. I don't know if he is still producing glassware because he was doing uh, the gentleman whose name escapes me right now was doing glassware for a lot of the casinos here in town um basically he was you know getting cheap labor <laughs> and building these things and so i don't know if he's even still in business anymore so uh, a lot of well, there you go the, the final answer we don't know but there's some suggestions yeah uh, ebay is probably the closest if you're looking for specifically a warp core bowl now, some of the other glassware that we used in the experience is fairly easy to purchase. You can find a lot of that on Amazon. Um, the the old Z-Stem martini glasses that we used, those are made by Libby Glass Company, so those are easy to find. Shoot, I've even seen those at Target. 
Uh, I love how deep your glassware knowledge goes. I'm really impressed. With I that. had to. I had to <laughs> help order some of that stuff sometimes. So, uh, yeah, um, I've seen those at Target in the past. I've seen those at like Bed Bath and Beyond for a while. And I can't remember what the hell they were. You remember with exquisite detail, dude. Man. This is Jeff's <laughs> wheelhouse. The controllers in this one are thoroughly rubbed. <laughs> they are silver. Yes. Um. The Pilsners we used, the Pilsner glasses were also Libby glassware, so. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, if, they, if any, any of that stuff, yes, it's very easy to find. You can order a lot of it, even buy the case on Amazon. Uh, it's the, the warp core bowls that I think are the more difficult part to find, not because of the glass piece itself, but because of the base. There you go, Cliff. And if any of you have a geeky question you want resolved, write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. We're done already? Gentlemen. What'd you do this week? Oh, okay. Well, I started Jessica Jones. You got more to say about Jessica? Uh, I got about two-thirds of the way through the first episode. My life was in a shambles this afternoon. You hated it that much? No, I liked it a lot. (laughs) It's it's really... it's, It's super awesome. One of the things I'm liking about what Marvel is doing is that... It's, it's, even on a level, it's just, it's beyond Arrow or Flash in terms of people with powers, you know? Don't even want to really call them superheroes. I mean, it's not about putting on tights or a cape and then going out and doing justice. It's just like, these are people with powers just dealing with the fact that they've got this shit. Now, one thing I love about Jessica Jones is there are so many Marvel Easter eggs in that. Oh, yeah. That if you are not aware of it, like if this is your first time coming to Marvel, it won't matter. You won't know it. Even heavy Marvelites are going to miss a lot of it. Mm. But there is so much Marvel in this show that does not feel like it, there is that much Marvel in it. it there, it's, it's covered in it. So it's, well, that was, it do, I mean, just impressive amounts. It was that way with Daredevil as well. There was a lot of Easter eggs people missed, and uh, it wasn't for me until I, I caught uh, uh, one of the big magazines had a uh, YouTube channel. That sure. They had a video, and they went through, and they highlighted all the Easter eggs from just like not even the whole series of Daredevil, but just a couple of episodes. One of the, one of the uh, characters in this stems back to one of the old Marvel romance comic books. Right. So, Although I, mean, I th- this, mm. that character's gone into the uh, canon now. She's yes, in, and then became a superhero later on. Right, absolutely. Right. But, I mean, uh, that's the kind of stuff that's in there. It's just so well put together. There's also a, uh, there's a straight Bendis uh, Easter egg. There's a boat named Goldfish, which is uh, <laughs> one, one of his great books. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Even the whole Stan Lee thing, He's just a picture in the background in the scene. Nice. But he's there. He's there. And you know what? I'm, I'm Speaking of the noir of Jessica Jones. It is, it is a film noir. It is true noir. noir. And if you mm-hmm. like that feel of it, uh, this last week I finished reading a book by Andres Bergen called A Tobacco-Stained Mountain Goat. Uh, it was a book that Elizabeth sent to me. It's, if you like noir with sci-fi tinge to it, terrific book. Mm. It's... One of the only examples that comes to mind of a post-apocalyptic story where the apocalypse doesn't matter. It's just something that happened. It happens in the last city on Earth. Uh, Think of a Philip Marlowe story 
but in more of a ah shoot what's the name of that uh harrison ford movie Blade Blade Runner. Runner. Blade Runner. Very Blade Runner feel, but a lot of modern satire to it. It's it's a book that has things to say. It's steeped in pop culture. The main character, the the hard-drinking detective kind of character, has a love for the old movies of yore. So he'll reference the the third man and at the same time reference Gundam as a... just steeped in pop culture. So... (laughs) I love this book. Tobacco Stained Mountain Goat. Check it out. Cool. I uh, went back to the Millennium Fandom Bar. The Millennium Fandom Bar. The bar you talked about last week. I don't think I actually talked about it on air, but uh, it's a nerd bar in town here. Oh, okay. It's brand new. Um, I went to it. There was I was the only one there besides the bartender and the owner. But I went back on Sunday night, and it was you know, hopping. There was enough people there. There was, there was probably a dozen people there. And uh, it's it's great. It's wonderful. It just needs to be found. So okay. I, I actually so brought... so you say nerd bar. What makes aside from the title of the bar? What makes it a nerd bar? Um, it's uh, decorated with a whole bunch of nerd stuff, and they're showing nerd movies all the time. And they have a cos- okay. and they have a regular cosplay night every Friday night. And uh, every t- anybody who shows up in cosplay any night gets twenty percent off. Well, so that's the, nice. Yeah. So you know, they're trying to encourage it. It's a little pricey for most nerds, but it's not. Off the chart. Pricing. How much is a cocktail? Uh, eight or nine. That's less by most Vegas but it's, it's less than the strip, but it's just off the strip. Okay. Well, uh, technically, it's most, off on Las Vegas Boulevard, but it's not on the strip. Most cocktails in Vegas cost 14 bucks when, yeah, you, yeah. when you're in the tourist sector. So, mm. oh, yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. It's it's, it's down at uh, uh, essentially, um, well, it's at, it's at, Lake, it's at um, Lake Mead Boulevard in Ogden. So it's worth seeing. Okay. Yeah. What else did you do this week, gentlemen? I saw this very funny uh, YouTube clip. There's this series of uh, YouTubes out uh, called uh, Everything That's Wrong With. And it talks about movies. And it'll say everything that's wrong with, you know, this movie or that movie. And there, there was one that was really hilarious. Everything that's wrong with the Hobbit trilogy or the Hobbit Battle of Five Armies. And their reference material was from the behind-the-scenes documentary on the DVD of Battle of Five Armies. I heard that is a, a phenomenal, like... It we is... Didn't, we were flying by the seat of our pants every, documentary. Peter Jackson et al. were ridiculously frank in how <laughs> thrown together and and just chaotic. It's crazy because it doesn't show up on the screen. <laughs> oh. It's, it's, that's, Those I, are I, unwatchable films. But the documentaries like this make it that much more interesting. It's a I bit guess. of a it's a bit of a filmmaking clinic because it it I mean he's bas- he's basically talking about why they were having so many problems. It's and so everything. silly, right? Documentaries or even commentaries on movies that have the balls to be to go warts and all. Yeah, to go what went wrong, this went wrong. Yep, I love that. Please do that more for. The movies that didn't quite make yeah, really? it. It yeah, makes no, it much more interesting. It's cool. It's cool. See, I didn't go see them, not from you know any kind of bad word of mouth about the films themselves. I just never found the Hobbit stories that intriguing. Well, it's, 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 not, it was, it's not even that. It's just it was a drawn out. Well, yes. To make it the three films. It was one book split into three films, right? One small book. One tiny yeah. book compared to the 
three giant books that he yeah turned into a nine hour uh, yeah but it, it it wasn't like he stretched out the one book he threw in a metric right? shit ton of stuff from Silmarillion which Is that how you say it Silmarillion okay. all these days yeah imagine uh, that that's okay you you had uh, you had Shanra right so you know, we're even and still no Tom Bombadil but I mean because uh, I, I mean when Lord of the Rings came out I was super excited for that because in high school I wrote the read the books and. You know, was was really into books? it. I, I read the it. books. It was big enough for me to ride. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the ride, but no. No, uh, the deluxe hey. oversized copy. But I remember I'm trying sorry. to read The Hobbit and just not, just not being into it. You know, totally different. After, Totally different thing. I still love the yeah. Rankin Bass Hobbit, though. I will always love the Rankin Bass Hobbit. I got that those. Was just so those bizarre. are fun. Yeah. That shit's fun. That's got some crazy shit in it. Yeah, it does. I and remember those songs are great. All three of those fucking things. I remember as a young kid just finding it just bizarre. It is just, because it, it's, it's Bashki. Yeah, he's nuts. Well, Bashki does the. The, the the attempt at the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Then Rankin Bass is on either side of that with Hobbit and yep. Return of the King. It's crazy. It's a it's a weird mismatch. Yeah. I love the I actually love the Bakshi animated movie. Yeah, so that's good. That's what made me interested in reading the books way back when. Yeah. yeah. I watched I read it when they came out. Uh yeah, right. <laughs> well, weren't you Tolkien's <laughs> proofreader? He like he needed to consult an older, wiser source. Yes, yes. <laughs> Climax, ah, Andy. Ah, will you read this for me? Climax, Andy. <laughs> he wants me to be a little more racist for him. <laughs> and not as murdery. Well, he Fact- came off proofreading the Lovecraft, so. <laughs> Fact check Andy means beautiful lover in Elvish. <laughs> you know, I don't know what EO means. Right. I, can only, I can only imagine that's from I the watched, Orcish. Uh, Back in Time. Ah, uh, yes. The documentary about uh, Back to the Future fans. I watched that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch that because I originally was just going to buy I'm it. I'm amazed on... you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Dude, I have been, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, not that our viewers care or listeners care, but I have, I have a viewers new job. Viewers care even less. <laughs> I have a new job that I is requiring a lot of studying, so I'm sure. not getting really any spare time to myself i mean this is this This show right now is is spare time for me so like after we're done with the show i have to go do like two hours of study and then go right to sleep but so that's the right time to study though but i i was has proven but uh i was very excited when that uh documentary was announced and was always planning on buying it on blu-ray and then uh just a day or two ago a friend of mine told me he's like Hey, dude! Did you know this? There's this new documentary about Back to the Future on Netflix, and I'm like, "Is it Back in Time?" He's like, "Yeah, I think so." And he pulls it up on his phone, and I'm like, "Ah!" Because I had no idea it was going to come on to Netflix. I so think you don't need to buy it on Blu-ray. It's worth watching on Netflix. Oh yeah, no, it's a one and done. Yeah, it's a solid documentary, but it's nothing. Well, buying it was more there, there was to support the. I, I get you on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that's what you want to do. The that's, makers, that's because. They and, they went out of pocket a lot on this. Yeah, thing. And not a and good movie. It it's heavily about the fandom. fans. Yeah, yeah, and Which I'm even, not as interested. In. Even more about the DeLoreans. 
Yeah, it's really it about really the, about half of yeah. it is about the is DeLoreans. It, it's, yeah. it's kind of uneven on what it covers. It actually focuses way too much on some stuff and not enough others. But yep. it's hearts really? in the right place. It's worth seeing. It though. is a good little flick. Because it it it's coming, it definitely coming. It from has a, place a of love. similar feel to that that uh, Plastic Galaxy documentary. Yes, yeah. and very similar feel. These creators of this documentary are now working on a Ghostbusters documentary of the same kind. All right. So there's going to be more if you like this documentary. It was uneven, but well worth the watch. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Good review on that. Yeah, yeah. I read a, my first time I've read a science fiction book from the 50s. Which one? Childhood's End. Oh, I thought you were finally going to say you read Stars My Destination. By Arthur C. Clarke. (laughs) God damn it. Read Stars My Destination. (laughs) Fucker. It is the first time I've read a science fiction book where I've heard the argument that old science fiction is not engaging because it's more about ideas than telling a story. This is that kind of book, without a doubt. Has anybody here read Childhood? Childhood's no, know about okay. it, of course. But. It's, yeah, it's classic sci-fi. I wanted to read it because Sci-Fi Channel is doing their miniseries in December. Oh, so I wanted to see what the source material was, being a classic sci-fi novel. You wanted to go in unspoiled? Yes. Well, I wanted to go in necessarily spoiled because I want to see how they translate something. Well, Cause, but you cause wanted, this book was you written, wanted the book to be unspoiled for you. Uh, yeah. Then this novel was written, uh, what, a year before our first satellite was launched into orbit? So before we even had a person in space. So that kind of back speculation. Uh, ours or Russia's? Uh, ours. Okay. And it's also, you can see where they got some of the uh, Independence Day imagery of all the ships going over the, the cities. That, you can see that's its genesis. Uh, fascinating book. About halfway through it, I thought it was just okay. By the finish of it, I was really philosophically engaged. Wow, okay. Really impressive. I'm really confused now as to how sci-fi is going to do this book. Because it is more about, it's a 150 years story of mankind in that time under the beneficial rule of an alien race. But there are characters, but they're without character. I'm sure they'll treat it with all the respect Hollywood treat, treat, uh, treated iRobot with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, but this story. But this story. <laughs> Again, they're kind of going to have to put characters in it that are engaging because this doesn't have it. There, there are characters that are there to put forth an idea. and, and That's, and that's a little scary because quite often the whole let's make these characters engaging involves three ways and weird relatives. And, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Hollywood's idea of making a character engaging is frequently the shortcuts. I mean, I know to make them into a three-way. You know, love triangles and stuff. Oh, I was being geek (laughs) shock crass. Oh, I got you. What? But but you're right. It's the old "when in doubt, seduce." It's the easiest way to create connection and character. Oh, the Shatner rule. It's the easiest way to create connection and character. It's it's an improv rule. Yeah. When in doubt, seduce. It's why you see it all the time. It's why people still in television, everywhere, and stage, and especially improv, say, I love blank all the time. I love lamp. Right. But I have to say, it's been a long time since Uh, I've had a novel 
that left me with the feeling of uh, haunting melancholy that this one did. Ooh, man, you need to read The Star is My Destination. (laughs) God damn it. Motherfucker. (laughs) It's so fucking prescient and uh, amazing. When was this written? 56, 58. Okay. Maybe earlier. Well, now I'll find it. I've, I've never. God damn it! I've never been attracted to this kind of sci-fi ever. Have you ever read any Cordwain or Bird? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Cordwain or Bird? <laughs> Cordwain or Bird? I played that on the NES. <laughs> yeah, it's Cordwain or Smith actually. Cordwain or Bird is Cordwain the versus Bird. I was uh, I was actually several. I was a on. joke for you and you missed it. Ding, Sorry. Ding, okay. Ding, ding, no, I I knew ding, where you were going. Okay, I was right. just like 1957. Oh, Andy Paul. just trying 1957. To. I said 56, 58. I split the fucking difference. <laughs> Fuck you, difference. I split <laughs> you. Split it. Split it right in its ass. But now that I've read this kind of sci-fi and realized that yeah, I kind of dig this whole philosophical idea as novel. That uh, yeah, I'd be willing to give Stars of Destination that. Dude, you Dude, also. It, it, it's not philosophical debate. It's a fucking story. However, the protagonist is such a visceral force of nature monster person. Yeah, that he's not empathetic, really. Hmm. That's He's all not right. Really likable. I'm all right with that. He's just so good, Gully Foyle. I, I, if, fucking, if it's a well-written character, unlikable oh, is immaterial to dude, me. Dude, fucking that book. Did you say Gully Foyle? Yes. Yeah. I don't know the word. Gully Foyle is the character's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, Paul out obscured Andy. Andy was hoping for some kind I, of Victorian I, term. No, I thought. Yeah, I thought I was going to get some new term to throw up there with Ooh, Gully, Gully Foyle in Bristol. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa, push your pram onto a wiggy jacket. And, and then after a, that, you got to read Lord of Light by Roger Zelazny. Which you got me years ago. Yes, sir. That Lord is, of Light. That is amazing. That's Thundar's book, right? That is absolutely Lords of Light. Well, I'm, I'm afraid my next book is the Stephen King book, uh, 11 something, 60, whatever. Sure, whatever. The uh, JFK time travel yeah, book that's yeah. becoming a miniseries within Man. the Is that the months. one where they switched the rifle with the blunderbuss? Yes. Okay. That's a, it's a joke that goes back to our dinner tonight that no one gets. <laughs> I made Paul laugh, and that's a win. <laughs> it would be funny. But it, the, the Stephen King story about a guy that goes back to try to stop the JFK assassination. And very, very classic. I don't know. That trick yet. never works. But I do know one. It's a Stephen King book. Love his work. And two, the damn thing is monstrous. So it's, it's going to be a little while on this one. Anything else, gentlemen? No, I no. guess that's a hurry big before no. Andy goes. Oh wait, <laughs> get into the news. Let's do news you don't give a shit about. Yay! I've gotten over my fear of this now. Yeah, it's it. okay. That's very few. In fact, if you might Liar. even give a shit, you really? may. That's, they're, they're kind of on the fence on right, some of this. Okay. Good. Right. Well, we did eat and Memphis, so I think we'll all be giving you know, a shit. We ate Memphis, not give a shit. But we also started really early, so I think we'll do a longer show today. Oh, oh fuck! Oh my oh, god! Oh wow! Why not? Stop for donuts on your commute, viewers. I love it. (laughs) News you don't give a shit about. After being so excited with the Transformers writer's room that has spawned a few sequel ideas, Hasbro and Paramount are expanding the concept to a few other toy properties. Get ready for a G.I. Joe film universe and a Micronauts film universe. Oh, I give a hell of a shit about Micronauts. Uh, Studios tapped Akiva Goldsman to manage the new writer's rooms, 
and they'll apparently be following the TV writer's room model of assembling a team to pitch and develop ideas together. Don't we already have a G.I. Joe universe? You have two G.I. Joe movies, but now you're going to get the whole spin-off thing where characters get their own thing. Oh. And that, you know, they're, they're marveling it like everybody else is doing. Now, on Marvel, Fuck are they going to, are they going to, well, we don't know probably, are they, are they going to base the Micronaut movie at all on the uh, Marvel uh, comic? <laughs> Good one, Jeff. <laughs> on the Marvel. You, Mar- you try pulling them apart. They're I all did. stuck together. There's a ball of bright crawler that is that is a rat king of worms, worms right there wow that's your new fucking name the rat king of worms that's all we know about the micronauts thing so micronauts i doubt they're gonna base it on the marvel since they're hasbro and not marvel yeah, yeah. but gi joe was a marvel comic too and they well do they it. licensed gi joe but gi joe and marvel bought yes. the license Okay, but did they, did they so pull Marvel's out? not buying have, this GI Joe license. I've not seen the GI Joe movies. Did they did they steal any ideas from the movie? They stole the no, absolutely no ideas whatsoever. There's okay. no ideas in the uh, GI okay. Joe movies. Oh. The first movie was not bad. The second one was unwatchable. There Agreed. There, there's your mark base. it down. Full agreement, Paul and Jeff. <laughs> Shit, twice in one night. Full wow. agreement. I know, right? Three <laughs> times, Hester's gonna show up. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and news you don't give a shit about. Uh, Billy Mitchell. It's the uh, what, he's the guy that held the record for high scores in yes. Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. Uh, he was a uh, part of the King of Kong Fistful of Quarters documentary. Yes, uh, he's protested King of Kong in the past for the depiction of him, which makes him seem petty, paranoid, and conniving. Uh, and well, they may or may not be true. A new expose by Gawker may not help his case. Uh, Mitchell recently had a case thrown out by a judge after the gaming champ attempted to sue the Cartoon Network program regular show over its depiction of him. While the whole episode literally plays out like a caricature of the actual documentary, federal judges say it's all protected under the First Amendment. They also add, quote, The television character does not match the plaintiff in appearance, GBF appears as a non-human creature, a giant floating head with no body from outer space, while plaintiff is a human being, unquote. Uh, Uh, Thompson wrote in her decision, quote, and when GBF loses his title, the character literally explodes, unlike plaintiff, unquote. I love that that is in an official judgment. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Against Billy Mitchell. Against Billy Mitchell. Yeah, he's clown shoes. The judge is probably watching the the the, the episode just like, God damn him for making me watch this. <laughs> no, that made him a regular show uh, watch for him or her. <laughs> okay. But it also made the judge watch the King of Kong and see him be a clown shoes. Right. Uh, regular uh, regular show forever. It's terrific. All right. Thank you for turning me down to that one. That one's great. Regular show's the bomb, y'all. If you ain't watching regular show, it's a matter of you. Oh, that's what you said about that other show. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> all of them. Rick and Morty? Yes. Yeah, all of them. I'm keeping people off Gotham. That's my fucking job. <laughs> well, you did so well with Smallville. Uh, I made it to seven seasons like an idiot. I won't be burned again. I learned my lesson with Smallville. It's the same yeah! people, guys. Figure it out. <laughs> so, it's more... <laughs> so it's more PTSD. It is. <laughs> oh, you poor little Jessica Jones of the geek watching universe. It's, uh, Come on, Paul, smile. It's post traumatic. Uh, it's post traumatic loss of uh, Lex Luthor syndrome. 
And when Rosenblum left that show, it he was, just, was something special. There was nothing to that show. I, I never watched a post Rosenblum. Rosenthal. Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, the anti-Semitism on this show is just <laughs> rampant. Uh, news, you know. Wait till you hear ice cream social. <laughs> oh, oh my! No, it's just a, it's a funny bit. Ah, here we go. Week Oi. in Geek. Oi. Week in Geek. Yay. Don't break the chair anymore than it already is broken. <laughs> These are fucking Long John Silver chairs. You can eat it. <laughs> Long John Silver. Three for you the mi- money. You missed the part where I said are you fucking cold? Any more than they're no, already I'm broken. I'm just putting my shirt on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you really need to fucking... Well, the Jessica yeah. Jones thing made him want to put the hoodie on. I guess so. <laughs> His comedy power is derived from the hoodie. I'm, I'm so he has sweltering. to put the, he well, has you're to put putting on back. a fucking oh. hoodie. No, it's uh, the... Uh, it was making me sit funny. <laughs> I didn't like the way I was sitting. <laughs> I don't think you've ever said more a more old man thing than that. <laughs> <laughs> the first of many, my friend. My birthday is next week. It is on. Get off of my lawn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Birthday is That's next. what she said. Week. The new Mystery Science Theater 3000 has found its mad scientist. Felicia Day will be playing Kinga Forrester, the daughter of mad scientist Dr. Clayton Forrester. Creator Joel Hodgson writes on his Kickstarter page, quote, The first thing I realized about Kinga was that she needed to have red hair. The other thing I knew was that the next Madge should be someone who could be threatening and could have moments of true irrational rage, unquote. Uh, that would be Dave, whose Hodgman describes as a geek Mary Richards from the Mary Tyler Moore show, unquote. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. In addition, Hodgson also announced Hampton Yount will likely be voicing Crow and Baron Vaughn will be voicing Tom Servo. And he's encouraged them to use different voices than the past. So I love that idea. That way, that's the link isn't so strong. I was gonna say, yeah, they they referenced that when uh, Bill Corbett took over for Crow. Sure, I'm different. I'm yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, he had, but he he kind of kept a crowness in the voice. And didn't they also do that with Servo when Tom Servo, Josh Weinstein played the original yes. Tom Servo? Yeah, they and and then Kevin Murphy took over. They said something about a new voice module. Yes, that's that's the okay. Uh, that's how they so, worked yeah. that out. So yeah, the robots have had many voices in the past. So and the Weinstein voice is very different if you haven't heard it. Yes, they are. So Mystery Science Theater just keeps getting better and better. The Kickstarter is still open. Uh, contribute because the more you contribute, the more episodes we get, and we all win. Especially Paul with his DVD collection. I win. <laughs> the winner hits you. You got a huge DVD collection. You have more DVDs than I do. It means you've paid the money to get the DVD of this. In the bag over there, I have a full DVD collection of every Mystery Science Theater ever made. Oh, yeah. I'm close to pulling the trigger on one of those myself. I found a $100 deal. Nice. I bought that back when it wasn't $100. Yeah, but yours has special stuff that lets you download a PDF for uh, artwork. Sure. It does all that. you still need to do that. You still have to do that. He's got a he's got a he's got to clear off some shelves to do that because it's going to it's going to take up like a whole shelf. You need to buy some what do you call it and some cases. Get on Amazon, buy some cases, some printer paper, some ink. I will do that, but the Commonwealth calls. All right. Um, (laughs) Oh, that's going to be my excuse for everything for the next month. How much did that cost? 
I think when that came out, that that was about three hundred. Yeah, it sounds right. It's so. it's down to about a hundred now. Yeah. How many movies is it? It's around two hundred episodes. That's and that includes the price. old KTA yeah. MA stuff. The, yeah. Well, the I think the first four kind of non-existence. It, it very hard to track down. I think mining actually has all of it. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Some of it aren't great transfers, but this way so that's get. just exactly it. The the ones that, like there was one that was like eighty bucks, and it's it's like these aren't in order. There's some dupes. Have fun. <laughs> it's like you'll get seventy five discs of crazy. It's like shit. <laughs> I don't know. And and the stuff that I've ordered from this thing, it's it's like it runs the gamut from really well produced bootleg to just. Here's a bunch of discs with someone scribbling a number on it, and maybe it's right. <laughs> and you will not see the KTMA stuff. Uh, Hodgson has done his best to make it the clown that cried of Mystery Science Theater. Mm-hmm. So he he doesn't like that first. I mean, it was cable access was well, the it's, show. It's like and you it felt like about one. our was, first couple yeah. episodes. It's like the first episode of Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know? I saw 15 minutes of it. <laughs> Netflix. I'm not stupid. I can smell shit. Oh, he's can got, he ever? He bought, <laughs> he bought that smell later for his television. You know. <laughs> they used to put that in the theaters back in the 60s. B.O. <laughs> for that gag. That is not my what, call. For whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason, that gag, they do that Legs. on MST3K. <laughs> It hits me so hard. Every <laughs> time. It's Which so one? B.O. So, see? It's, it's so stupid. It goes back to a commercial, well, right? Yeah. Old, yeah. <laughs> it was an old commercial. And and then like, <laughs> the episode when Pearl leaves, hooray, and uh, uh, Bobo and Brain Guy are just stuck down in the, in the castle, and they start fussing with each other because they have to run shit, and, uh, and they're complaining about each other, and they're making lists about the things that get on each other's nerves, and, uh, and Bobo's like, and you, Brain Guy, you stupid. You stink. He's like, what are you talking about? I stink. He's like, I don't think you ever washed those robes. You've got B.O. <laughs> and Brain Guy's like, B.O.? What did... And then he smells himself and he's like, oh, I do stink like hell. Oh, but, but B.O. <laughs> Fucking B.O. Do you remember back in grade school when it was, do you have HBO? Oh, jeez. Heavy like, body yeah, odor. Horrible yeah. body odor. Ah, what? <laughs> Holy shit! Zing, zing. No, no, I don't because HBO. You, you now have learned the heights of well, well, I mean, where Andy, Paul's comedy came were, from. When you were in grade school, there were no televisions, <laughs> of course, and nobody talking about HBO. HB what? In my yeah, day, was, I used to be was, the, uh, the when when people would ask me that. I didn't have cable when I was a kid, so it was like well, people, I didn't people, well, people I, would try to pull the joke on me, and I'm like, no, I don't have cable. And then they're all like, uh, 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 and, oh, then, and, they, <laughs> and then they would go to the next person and try to, to try the joke. So foiled by poverty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, Gunter, and your poor ass. <laughs> foiled by poverty is my new T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's your new uh it's your new band name. Absolutely. If it's a new t shirt, people won't believe it. Good point. <laughs> oh <laughs> You've gotta paint that on an old overall bib. <laughs> Boiled not, by poverty. Not the overalls themselves, just cut the bib off of yeah, a Just the bib. <laughs> just 
just wear it like a fucking uh, uh, sandwich board. <laughs> snip the snip the front and back. It's a new it's a new fashion trend. Just why are you not in the fashion design business? Just the tops and the backs of the of the overall. I'm sorry, my brain broke when you said Andy fashion trend. That's <laughs> Andy is wearing the overmost. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the oversum if it's yeah, just okay. gonna say the o- All right, it's the oversum, but it can be re- refit to be the overmost. <laughs> the front flap can be unfastened to cover the genitalia. <laughs> That's a stretch goal. Which <laughs> oh, you have to stretch or, in, or in Andy's case, a shrink goal. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, the genitalia, aren't they kind of covered already? God, I just flash back to uh, oh, my. family members wearing oh, overalls. <laughs> Finish I, that I, story, Jeff. I, have, I like the I cover have, sums, but what's going on with the shorts? No, no, no. That's just scar tissue. <laughs> oh, dear Christ. I have some family members that, that run farms uh, up in like northern Idaho. <laughs> and family reunions, they showed up in the overalls. <laughs> now, you want to go even more bizarre. Oh, yes, some of them, I do. Some I of do. them had overall shorts. <laughs> And I'm not. Wow, that's and I'm not kidding you. That's lederhosen. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's, right. it's literally the overalls, and it it is designed. It's not oh. like they cut the pant legs short to make them into shorts. These were actually purchased with the leggings hemmed at would the, the knee. Would you call them uh, jumpers? I don't know what you would call them. Jumpers on, on a three-year-old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now ask me if when they wore these oh. these uh, these overall shorts, whether they wore a shirt underneath. I saw a guy not on Halloween just a while back walking the strip dressed like a big baby. It was scary. But that's fetishism. That's a whole different thing. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. What's this? So I am the only one in this room that's actually worn overalls, aren't I? Oh no! I did when okay. I was three. No. Yeah. I was say. <laughs> right, Kentucky boy <laughs> over we here. Yeah, I wore yes. me okay. some fucking overalls. Okay. When I, we were small Kentucky children. And Indiana, yeah. We, they they ship them there. Well, yeah, you you get one with each birth. Yeah, for a brief time yeah, in the, Kansas the, the early nineties, there was that uh, trend amongst girls TLC to wear the 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 crop tops and the overalls. Overalls yeah. TLC and, had yeah, that. That was the yeah. look. Yeah, because you'd get you'd I get that her. little bit of hip showing. Oh, yeah. would you ever? I drew her. <laughs> Into existence? <laughs> wow. In my caricature booth. You did it. You got to do a caricature of her? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Did she like it? Yeah, she did. Oh. I had no idea what she was. Did you distract Halfway her in the, the drawing, car no, after that? Was that what happened? Now no. tell us about the other 200 Don't drawings you did around. Don't go chasing <laughs> overalls. <laughs> Gold, Jeff. Gold. Wow. Gold star. Gold star. <laughs> They so did wear overalls. It should have been don't go chasing overalls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, weird Al, if you're listening, <laughs> jump back to waterfalls oh, and make it overalls. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Rest in peace, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Damn, Master Torgo biscuit. can't even uh, collect himself. Uh, I was so infatuated with her during my college years. She's woo. I'm so sorry. I apologize for everything that just happened. <laughs> Forgive me. So I didn't know who she was. 
<laughs> and what happened? Halfway through the drawing, I said, okay, I'm not sure who you are, but you're obviously famous because normal people don't have bodyguards. And then she told me who she was. <laughs> and then you said, oh, I still don't know who you are. No, I said, I've, I've, I've I'm heard, sorry. I've heard the name, yeah. My have future kids this? might know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds great. No, your music's probably a bit urban for my taste. <laughs> my parents don't let me listen to Negro music. Oh, boy. There, oh, it, there is. it is. There it is. Fact check, Andy. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Proofreading oh, for we, uh, we Tolkien. We Don't go Nanette. chasing overalls. Good stuff. Netflix has landed Legendary TV's Lost in Space remake of Irwin Allen's cult classic sci-fi series. Netflix first misstep. This is the beginning of the end. Wasn't didn't they shoot a pilot like ten years ago or something, and it just like and never got picked them. up? Yeah, they, they tried to do that. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's reported the uh, streaming network will have it written as a straight-to-series order. Uh, this part makes me nervous. The Lost in Space remake hails from Dracula Untold writers Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. The upcoming remake is descri- described as, quote, epic. Drek, shit you should never watch. Fecal matter from a donkey's butt. Didn't we get out of news you don't give a shit about? Yeah. No? Oh, this, we were supposed to give a shit about this? Apparently not. Uh, do you like oh! this show in any iteration? What, sorry? Do you like that show in any iteration? Never seen it. The, fuck that show. And that fucking movie was the worst thing that ever well, I've happened. I've heard the movie was bad. And oh, I know yeah. that. I saw that fucking thing in the theater. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, goddamn. That girl, Lacey Chambers or whatever. <laughs> I have no idea what you're Man, referencing. You know right what now. I'm talking about. Jeff Lacey Chabert, yeah. yeah. That was, that was pre-puberty Lacey Chabert, so... Yeah, yeah. That's what she sounds like verbatim in the movie. She goes. She she has not an alien. She has a bit of a screechy uh, prepubescent girl voice. I'm so sorry. It's better now. Well, I mean, what? It's better now. (laughs) She was the she was the voice of season one Meg on Family Guy. So if you go back to that and then go and then picture that going further back. To you know, preteen years, you kind of get an idea of just how kinda. she might sound. It's kinda undefinable kinda. the sounds she makes in that film. <sighs> That's pretty well defined. Uh, watch it; you'll freak the fuck out. But like, wait, it this does, is an actual movie. It does have Heather Graham. That movie was so fucking bad. It was pretty that bad. It didn't matter. That <laughs> nothing mattered in that movie. Not anything in that movie. That movie made movies worse for existing. One of the worst movies ever made. Has it, it been riff tracked? Uh, it I must think have been. Because so. it's shit. It's it's bizarre how many stars are in this film and how poor mm-hmm. the execution is. I mean, and it it's loaded looks, with decent uh, special effects. It looks good, but it smells. It's got a crap. It's with. got a crap script. It's so oh yes, it's got a crap script and nobody at the helm. It's directionless, it's rudderless, and the acting is... That right there makes me want to watch it. I'm going to bring up a clip. It's, I will it's, watch the clip you know, after I, the show, for right. God's sake. I will God. tell you, it, it, it is it, fun to watch from a comedic standpoint, just going, wow, this is so bad, it's almost funny. If it isn't, hasn't been riff-tracked, can we do it? Well, they sure do we it anyway. Yeah, they riff-tracks allows for submissions, yeah. so... 
the, uh, uh, the upcoming remake is described as epic but grounded science fiction saga focusing on a young explorer family from Earth lost on the other side of the universe and the challenges they face in staying together against seemingly insurmountable odds, unquote. Uh, the original 65 series uh, set 30 years in the future, a.k.a. 1997, and uh, revolved around a U.S. attempt at colonizing space by firing off a five and a half year journey to another planet by a single family, the Robinsons. While en route, Dr. Zachary Smith sabotages the ship, which is set off course and becomes lost in space. Uh, series ran for three seasons on CBS before uh, 20th Century Fox, which produced the series, pulled the plug after 83 episodes and put it into syndication, where it eventually became a cult hit. Now, this, the original TV show came out around the same time as Star Trek. That was like the other sci-fi show, right? right? It, like right before, I yeah. think. Actually, Roddenberry's original proposal to that network was rejected because they had Lost in Space in mind. Okay. So the, the so this it is a piece of defining sci-fi for television. Oh, it is. It, it is, is, but it wasn't the only sci-fi at the time. There was a lot of sci-fi. I mean, there was Land of the Giants. There was um, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. There time was a, there tunnel. Was time tunnel. There was a bunch of time sure, but I'm I'm talking about ones that really go out in space. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah as far yeah. as space yeah. goes, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So and th- this one, I mean, under the Netflix banner, willing to give it more of a shot than say if it was under CW or ABC. Hmm. It's never a show I've given a damn about. Bill, Billy, as far as I'm concerned, it's just you know a reason to put Billy Moomy out there in the universe so we can do uh, music. Okay, well, Billy well, Moomy uh, needed that. According yes. to this, uh, Lost in Space first episode aired April 27, 1966. So basically, you know, just a few months before Star Trek. So yeah, yeah it's it's also a 50 year old show. Here's just a little taste. that only went three oh, seasons. Sh- you found a little boy. something, huh? <clears throat> All right, put it up to the mic so I can Brace yourself, hear folks. this. Yeah, you're getting it from a phone speaker. It's so. like Squeak Town. Okay. Won't you take me to Squeak Town? Oh, yeah. I love that song. I don't really like no. it at all. Squeaky Town. Is there... Is there uh, you're not wrong. It's gripping. Okay. That's plenty. We, that's we know it's we, awful. We got now. it now. It's they Paul, guys. It we still got another five minutes. <laughs> I'm waiting for the John Cena job. <laughs> All right. So that's it. I'm moving on. All righty. <laughs> that's that's yes, enough. Paul. You got his mic under control. But that, I, I that's do. her now. I don't want. I don't want. Oh, oh you, I don't want to oh, pull up Bill Riley. <laughs> you know what? She actually was good in not another teen movie. Yes, she was. But uh, and I don't. I, you know, she was a kid in that uh, that fucking thing. But it, just a terrible fucking movie. But it's, she was. Yeah. I still don't know who you're talking Person's about. Good. This person. You're good, dude. You're good. You uh, yeah, I think know. I'm all right with that. You don't need to know. All the same, I'm kind of interested. You in don't seeing... need to know. So she was half half she up half turkey. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, She is half turkey. If you uh, lift her dress, you will see waddles, uh, waddles, and (laughs) feathers, (laughs) and she's all. I'm a movie star. (laughs) So close to the chicken lady. It is. <laughs> Say, I'm in Lost in Space! 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. Gravel and grubs. Gravel Happy grubs. Thanksgiving, people. Enjoy eating that now. Oh, yeah. It's- <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving! As you think of Lacey Chabert's waddles. <laughs> chewy, chewy waddles. With the white gravy. <laughs> also, also, Netflix started releasing its own features this year uh, with uh, Carrie Fuganaga's Beasts of No Nation. Now the streaming service is teaming up with Brad Pitt's Plan B Entertainment to bring uh, director Bong Joon-ho's that's the guy who did Snowpiercer and The Host. His new monster movie, Okja, to life. The film stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano, Kelly McDonald, and Bill Nighy. Uh, says the uh, director, it's a bulky animal, but with a mild and kind spirit. The film is about a warm friendship between a country girl and a brute with stories. To me, the crazy world surrounding Okja is the girl looks more like a monster. I want to depict the two characters' bizarre journey and adventure across the tough world in an original fashion, unquote. Okiel will have a budget of $50 million, and Bong will have complete creative control over the film. Filming begins in April next year, expected to arrive in theaters and on Netflix in early 2017. Yeah, good luck for that theaters thing. (laughs) Theaters don't like when Netflix makes movies. I think they tried to release Beasts of No Nation in the theaters, and they just weren't happy. Yeah, I seem to remember that as well. Really? Yeah. Nice. Well, that's that's they feel that's enabling the competition. Well, don't sell them your DVDs. Oh. Warner Brothers and Brad Pitt's Bland, uh, Plan 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 the Plan Oh, yeah. There's more Plan B stuff here. Brad Pitt's uh, Plan B Entertainment have teamed up to adapt Illuminae a young adult sci-fi novel from award-winning novels Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. The book hit shelves in October, uh, drawing rave reviews for its unique take on the genre and landing immediately on the New York Times adult hardcover bestseller list in its first week. Uh, It's told through a dossier of found documents, texts, instant messages, ship schematics, casualty lists, and classified files. The story tells of a teenage hacker and her fighter pilot ex-boyfriend struggling with their broken relationship while they unearth a conspiracy surrounding an intergalactic war that has them dealing with an enemy race, rogue artificial intelligence, and a deadly virus. Kaufman is the acclaimed co-author behind the Starbound Trilogy, which is currently in development at MGM Television. Kristoff is the author of the best-selling Lotus War fantasy series. I have seen a lot of advertisements for this this book. And I do like books that have the more unconventional telling of telling through blog posts and text and uh, diary excerpts. Thank you. That, that, I knew you'd have that for yes, me. Yes, epistolatory. That's, that's it. Uh, House of Leaves, probably the finest example of that sort of storytelling. Andy finally earns his name this episode. Goddamn, about right. What, Climax Andy? <laughs> Yo! No, the fact check part. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I was so fucking you confused. See him on. <laughs> I, did, I, I did that on Facebook. There was a, a thing... <laughs> Fucking Professor Biggs makes a post about, well, doing this show uh, again this year, I realize I need to lose a little weight because the jacket's getting a little, you know, a little tight there. So I may have to consider, you know, and he's just talking about weight. And one of his friends posts, are you acting? And I posted, no, I think he's serious. (laughs) And and the guy replies to me, no, no, I was asking if he was in a play. Fucking shit. Misunderstood artist. Where comedy goes to be confused. Oh, jeez. 
He's in a play. It's called fucking Waiting for Godot. It's his goddamn life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, eat it, Biggs. <laughs> fuck down. Uh, yeah, take that existentialism, you uh-huh. bastard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tough life. You mean the guy Paul. with the solid job teaching? <laughs> Excuse me? Those two words don't fit. <laughs> solid, solid job, job teaching? teaching? Yeah, those two words, they don't fit. Don't, Probably no, because there's three of them. Those three words not fit like two. <laughs> um, no, teaching is just, uh, it's just so thankless at this point. You teach in college. It's a little less thankless than, you know. Maybe. Or maybe I would, a little know. more. Oh. I, love, I love Steve. Steve is the bomb. Yeah. We love you, <laughs> Professor Biggs. Move back to Vegas. Yeah, oh. you dumb shit. What are you doing? You and your solid job teaching. Yeah. Solid, two solid words. BMs. <laughs> and, and the town where theater matters um, is there is there such a town uh, they're more on the west coast than they are here i suppose we're trying vegas is trying say vegas is trying uh, we've been go. trying for we've decades been trying for decades vegas theater they get an a for effort <laughs> vegas theater trying for decades you know what though, you there know you what go. though? <laughs> i'll say this uh it's it, you know just to give shout out for my community. Um, so right now at the Onyx, yes. Uh, if you are in Vegas, Mr. Wives is uh, playing uh, out there right now. Fun musical. Go check that out. I'm intending to see that this week at some point. Um, go and support that at the Onyx if you're in for a fun musical time. If you want something on a more serious note, production of the play Grounded, written oh. by a Las Vegas native or at least resident uh from the military uh helmed by my friend mindy woodhead she is uh giving a stellar performance as always it's getting rave reviews over at the art square theater uh matt and i's stomping grounds for the bucket show go check them out uh that show is running now go see it there is and of course go see the bucket show there is good live theater off the strip and if you in want Las to see Vegas. something musty, 30 or 40 years old, with a starring guy who was a lieutenant on Adam-12, go to Summerlin. I thought you were about to say, here's my pants. Yeah. <laughs> These are the finest thrift store pants I could find. The my finest Summerlin. thrift store pants. The sci-fi movie Tremors is being adapted as a new TV series, with Kevin Bacon returning to the franchise for the first time what? in 25 years. The actor will reprise the role of Valentine McKee, and the setting will head back to the fictional town of Perfection, Nevada. Bacon will also serve as executive producer on the new series. The show will be based on the 1990 movie about giant killer sandworms called Graboids that love to chomp down on people or anything else that makes noise and causes vibration. Film starred Bacon, Fred Ward, Michael Gross, and Reba McIntyre. Tremor spawned four direct-to-video sequels that saw Gross return as Burt Grummer. Art Burt Gummer in all of them, as well as the 13-episode Tremors the Series, which aired on Sci-Fi Channel in 2003. I forgot about that. I think the world did. And yeah. not yet known how many actors from the original movie will return, but we definitely have Bacon. So are they rebooting it based off the first movie, or are they going to continue oh, with I, all that I'm stuff? I'm sure, they're, I'm sure they'll just roll off the first movie. That's what it seems like, because if he's reprising that role, but he's going to be older... I think that's just going to be like a continuation. Sure. But if that would make the most sense, doesn't mean that they're going to do what makes the most sense. And what an awesome movie that was. It's so much fun. I wonder if they're going to bring Fred Ward back at some point. Oh, see, that would, you know, I don't know what Ward's doing because that would just. Those two, as an actor, 
I just love that movie alone for their chemistry. Yes. Those two work so fucking well together. You know, that whole cast was great. Uh, Reba McIntyre impressed the living shit out of me. Sure. Goddamn, she was funny too. And Michael Gross, he just full 180 from Family Ties guy, right? Right. But it was, those two were just, it's, that's one of those things you just, when, when actors have that on screen, man, it's just awesome to watch. Michael Gross never really got a chance to truly shine show his acting chops throughout it. It's, it's time for what he's known for. I right. saw him in a stage version of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. He was oh, wow. incredible. Right. And there, what, he did a TV movie back when, when this sort of thing was like rare news, the big FBI uh, bank heist shootout thing that occurred sometime in like the 80s. There was some kind, and there was some ruthless- What in L.A.? Uh, I don't know where it was, but it was like some big shootout thing, and he was one of the assholes. He was one of the villains in it, if I remember mm. correctly. And I remember people were just having like a hard time buying that because that, that family they ties. Because he was such a warm character. Yeah. So Michael Gross sees his Breaking Bad role. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. Now I only saw because you don't get it, the stage only goes so far, as we already discussed. I only saw one of those sequels. Did anybody else see any of the other ones? Nope. I think I no. saw the second no. one. Yeah, the second my, one's the one I saw. That I was had warned off the rest. Fred Ward and, and Michael Gross in it. Although it's kind of interesting how they, they write off the Kevin Bacon character and then the, uh, the young lady that was the love interest for Kevin's Bacon character in the first film. I love Kevin's they, Bacon. They basically... <laughs> <laughs> they, I want my big old plate they say Kevin's Bacon. <laughs> It's carcinogenic, but it's so good. Made by the people who make Tennessee Pride, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they call oh. the package. <laughs> uh, poor Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I'd sent you back, didn't I? <laughs> How did it start? Sump-a-dump-a-dump-a-dump, bake their fried, pick up a packet, powder to a Tennessee Pride. It's good. <laughs> they home a package of Tennessee Pride. It is good. Remember that? <laughs> no. Yeah, the guy would show up in the circle and go, it is good. Welcome to regional commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee Pride. Well, no you got a package of that about. when you got the uh, <clears throat> oh, coveralls. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A full-length live action adaptation of Andrzej Sapowski's The Witcher, short stories and novels. Andre. That's what I said, Andrzej. uh, Sapowski's Witcher short stories and novels is coming to film. The character of Geralt, the Witcher, is described as a monster hunter with superhuman abilities. He is a creature suspended between worlds, the human and the magical, unquote. Uh... The upcoming adaptation will be based on themes of the short stories, The Witcher and The Lesser Evil from The Last Wish Collection. The film will be an introduction to The Witcher's world and is planned to be the beginning of a series. Uh, Thania St. John, author of such television programs as Grimm, Chicago Fire, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is working on the script as well as on its film and television continuation. Uh, The directors, uh, Tomasz Baginski, who saw you say his, that, but, but, I don't but believe do I mean you. it? Who saw his short animated sci-fi film, The Cathedral, nominated for an Oscar in 2003? Hi, He's directing it. I'm Tomas <laughs> I'm here to give my award for the animated movie I did. I want everyone to watch it. It's important to me. My mom, when I was born, said, Tomas Bazinski, you'll be a great man when you're old. And I said, oh, 
I will too. I'd like to welcome Emo Phillips to Call the show. <laughs> See, I was going to go with uh, Adam Sandler as Little Nicky, but uh, yeah. Thomas sure. You're right. That's a little more on the nose. Yeah. Now I want to know, uh, do you actually know what this guy sounds like? Or you just, no. no. Okay. No. His name's Tomas <laughs> Baglanky. <laughs> Kermit Zipperky? Kermit Apparently, that's how all uh, Polacks speak, uh, Andy. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Tomasz uh, Zipperky is that, that he's it's Polish. Polish. You, you okay. step Polish. on his Polish toes. <laughs> no, no, Andy, that was you. But here... <laughs> Andy stepped on your toes and knocked your cord out of the, uh, the earphone plug. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Both of those were figurative. Code for wiener thing. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta pick my wiener thing up the floor Uh, when Andy's around. Cause damn, damn, his feet always find it. Toes. Oh, oh, Andy's feet find your wiener thing on the floor. Yeah, I know. The Witcher movie set for 2017 release. (laughs) Tor goes like, I'm gonna cut this shit off right now. (laughs) Foot fetish, number one fetish in the world. Kielbasa? Is it? Foot foot fetish is the number one fetish in the world, yeah. If we put Andy's feet out there, it'll kill it. I mean, different strokes to move the world, feet never did much for him. Well, everybody has two of them, so I guess it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Why not a hand fetish, for instance? You got two of those? But everybody can see them shits. Yeah, it's about the mankles. seclusion. I gotcha. Yeah. Now, in places where gloves are often the, the, the... the norm? Sure, you're going to find a little more hand fetishism. <laughs> but if that shit's on display all day long. Oh, yeah. Take yeah. That glove off. Right? There it is. You take love what you slowly. can't get or can't see. Mm-hmm. Shoes, motherfucker. Mm. Shoes. Was Sandals. It, was it shoes. almost ruined it for us all? <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of burlesque shows, but wasn't taking off of those long sleeved gloves one of the, the big. Uh, yes, yes it is one of the boots. Wah, 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 yeah. They were playing for time. I'm just I've only seen a few different shows, so I'm just oh, curious. Yes, okay, well. That was what they did. They took off long gloves. There we go. So there you yeah. go. Gotta yeah, fill that it's time. all about concealment. And then they would put those gloves on their boobs and then slowly take them off their boobs. <laughs> And but then, but and quickly to, cover it with a fan. No, so no, 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 no. Then to your horror, you go, oh, man. She's got like big old noodle boobs. <laughs> like the little old lady in the Hustler cartoons. <laughs> right. right. Oh, oh, God. Right. Those oh. things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boner uh, kill Andy. Yeah. Like <laughs> a viper made of <laughs> dough. <laughs> Sock full of birdseed. <laughs> Yes, it's true. <laughs> wow, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, you know her, you love her, suck full of birdseed, Excelsior. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Stan Lee's Tit Palace. <laughs> Tonight, true believers, you're going to see some shit you wish you hadn't, but you did. And guess what, fuckos? No refunds. <laughs> After sock full of birdseed comes the real star attraction, Cobra made a dough. Followed up by 
someone ran my tits over with a car. <laughs> that one's less creative and more just <laughs> more just a fact. <laughs> She's got tire treads on them. You see that thing where they spin her areola look like distorted waffles. What? You see that thing where they spin them in different directions, but you kill three audience members. <laughs> yes. Be wary. Those tassels are liable to fly off at any minute and strike you in the eye. Excelsior. <laughs> I'd like to thank all of you for coming to Stan Lee's Titty Palace on Thanksgiving. I don't get a lot of business on this day usually, but you're here, which means you're family. And just like family, here's your grandma's tits. <laughs> Oh, another Thanksgiving where Grandma's tits are in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, God. And I'd like to thank you for listening to Geek Shock this week. I am Master Torgo. Excelsior. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back Jack Dandy. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. You got something to say? Write us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Wait, is it time for Mumra? Not anymore. We've got no this, Mumraj. This XXL episode. <laughs> All right. Next week. Damn. We have to have Mumraj we next have, week. We do have to have a Mumraj. We keep lying. We do have to have a Mumraj. Yes. That's okay. It's presidential election season. Right. It should be used to it by now. <laughs> the people are. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to tell you. Long Harvey extended Wallbanger. lot of promises and yeah. no follow A little strip club DJ. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some strip club DJ going on. Yeah. My Harvey Wallbanger character was ridiculous, but there you go. Yeah, was he strip club DJ ridiculous? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Hey, whatever pays the bills, brother. Right? In this day and age, some people suck dick. Some people do Harvey Wallbanger, and some do it at the same time. Just was a check both off my list. <laughs> <laughs>